OpenAI, they are somewhat concerned, but they're marching forward anyways. We are actually going to destroy ourselves. Oh, like, yeah. We all definitely. know that, right? Yeah. Like, for sure. Yep. Is AI going to wipe us all out? Maybe. I don't know. I can't predict the future, and I wouldn't sit here and tell you that I could, and neither can anyone who's putting up these alarmist ideas and these sort of concerns and worries. They can't predict the future. None of us can. My mission, my purpose in life is to try and empower you guys and girls, to try and give you actionable steps that you can take to make your life better, to bring you more peace, to bring you happiness, to help you improve and all of that kind of stuff, to give you the tools and the permission to go after your goals, to achieve more, to improve, to be more, to accomplish more, right? At the end of the day, I want you all to be happy. I'm going to do this video to give you some actionable steps that you can take right now. Because at the end of the day, none of us know what's going to happen with the future. And I'm not just talking about AI and chat GPT and all of that shit. None of us know whether or not we're going to get hit by a bus tomorrow. We don't know whether our family members are going to die tomorrow. We don't know if we'll get cancer. We don't know what's going to happen. It's the nature of existence. It's impermanent. We're all going to die one day, and we don't know when that day will be. I think a lot of the AI scares and fears have been brought up because people, or a lot of people, are for the first time in their life actually focusing on their fear of death and considering it and thinking about it. Most of us spend our entire life running from our fear of death. We never look at it. We never think about it. We just kind of put it off as something that might happen. We know it will happen one day in the future, but we kid ourselves and say, maybe it won't happen to me until I'm really old or, you know, I'll worry about that when I get there. And that's beautiful. That's how we get through life. That's how we achieve things. That's how we don't sit there full of nihilistic dread and suffering and concern and worry. It's how we're able to focus on love and happiness and beauty and the day-to-day -day stuff that is our lives. If you focus too much on your death, on your fear of death, your impending death, because it's inevitable for all of us, everything is impermanent. If you focus too much on that, yeah, you can get bogged down in nihilism and never actually achieve anything. And so I think for the first time ever, a lot of people are actually thinking about that and then they're falling into the trap of just sitting there and obsessing about it. What I would recommend, and I'm going to give you guys a lot of actionable steps throughout this video, what I would recommend is that, yes, face your fear of death. AI might wipe us all out. It might not. It might be the most wonderful, amazing gift for humanity. It might propel us into the solar system, into other galaxies, and to explore this beautiful fucking universe that seems to be out there. It might be the best thing that happens for us. Or it might be a nuclear bomb that destroys all of us. We don't fucking know. And so come to peace with that. Instead of sitting there and being afraid of it, instead of being terrified by it, instead of feeling every single day like, I don't know what's going to happen, there's this feeling of impending doom, like this dark cloud over my soul, embrace the fact that, yeah, it may all go to shit. It wouldn't even be going to shit. It's just, we're no longer here. The rest of the universe doesn't give a fuck. It'll keep on turning. Embrace that. Because that is life. Human beings, since the dawn of time, have died. They have all gone through the same fear as all of us are feeling right now, or a lot of us are feeling right now. You know, in the, during the Cold War, ask anyone who was around during the Cold War how they felt. They will say they were walking around with a sense of impending doom and fear of like, is it all going to die? Are we all just going to die and wipe out humanity? 
leading up to the Y2K thing. Any of you who were familiar with that? I was, you know, young, but I was still fairly cognizant of what was going on. There was a feeling amongst a lot of people of impending doom. Like when we hit the year 2000, all the computer systems are going to crash. Everything's going to go to shit. We're all going to get wiped out. It's, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be like the Stone Age again. There was that sort of fear. You know, we could go way back further than that. In the Industrial Revolution, in the Agricultural Revolution, wars, like countries dominating the entire globe and then slowly falling down and ceding power to someone else. Like, this is kind of the nature of human existence, as far as we can tell, is that we worry about the whole thing blowing up and everybody dying. The good news about everybody dying, like if everybody did die, if AI wiped us all out, the good news is you'd be fucking dead. Your suffering would be over. It's not the death and the wiping out or the potential wiping out of human existence that scares you. It's the fear itself. It's that Winston Churchill quote, you know, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. And if that fear is because you haven't shone a light on it, you haven't ever gotten your magnifying glass and actually looked at it and said, what am I actually afraid of? And if you ask yourself that question and go deep, you'll see a lot of stuff comes up and then you work through that stuff. So some of the stuff that might come up when you ask yourself, what am I actually afraid of here? Because you're not just afraid of dying. We're all going to fucking die. What are you actually afraid of? And some things that might come up is like, I'm afraid that everything I've done won't matter. It's like, well, that's going to probably be the case anyway. Everybody fucking dies. And then at some point, nobody will remember you. No matter how much of a mark you leave on the world, at some point, you're just a footnote in some history book. That's kind of the nature of existence so far, as, as far as like we haven't found a way to permanently keep ourselves alive or keep our memory alive permanently. You will be forgotten. So embrace that fear and be okay with that. And that might hurt. You might have to grieve through that process. It's taken me a lot of years to get to a point where I'm okay with my own death. I don't expect you to just sit there and go, yeah, you know what, Andy, you're right. Like, carpe diem, bro. I don't care. It's like, no, it's it fucking, it's something you have to process. You might need to go to counseling. You might need to talk to friends. You might need to meditate for years and, and work through this shit and embrace the fact that, yes, at one point you will be irrelevant and everything you've ever done will be forgotten. There's nihilism in that, but there's also beauty in that because that means all that you fucking have is what we have right here in this second, the present. That is all that you fucking have it is the only tangible thing you can guarantee. And so that allows you that nihilism of like, I'm going to be forgotten one day that can allow you if you embrace it, if you step into it, it can allow you to make the most of the moments you have right now. Cause it's like, fuck, this is all I've got. As far as I can tell, this is it. Maybe there's an afterlife. How the fuck would I know? But we don't have any proof of that. So all the only proof we have is this fucking moment right now. And even if this is a fever dream or a simulation or whatever it might be, I'm going to make the most of this, these seconds that I have right now, because I might fucking die tomorrow when I step outside. I might get cancer tomorrow and they're like, hey, sorry, you've got three months to live. Good luck, bitch. And that's it. There's no coming back from that. And I'm fucked and I try and solve the problem. But bad luck, it's incurable. You, you die. That might happen. And so embrace what you have right now. Try and live a life without regrets. In other words, go for the hopes and dreams that you have, the fire inside of you, and you all have it. The stuff that you've been telling yourself, I can't have that. I don't deserve that. Now's not the right time. How many of you motherfuckers say now's not the right time? I literally was on a phone call and the guy's probably going to know who I'm referring to. I was literally on a phone call yesterday or a couple of days, two days ago with a guy who signed up for coaching. And while I was on the call with him, 
his friend called him. And this guy said, you know, he's talking on the phone to his friend. He goes, oh my God, dude, like you'll never guess who I'm on a Zoom call with right now. And, you know, the guy on the phone is like, who? And he's like, and he puts the phone to the microphone and he tells me to speak. And I'm like, yo, bro, you know, I made a joke. I was like, yo, bro, this is God. I'm not very happy with you. And the guy thought for a second, the guy on the phone, he was like, is that Andy? Anyway, long story short, I say, yes, it's Andy, blah, blah, blah. And the guy says, and this is like the 5,000th time I have heard this. I am going to sign up for coaching. I am very serious, but now's not the right time. The number of times I hear people say now's not the right time. There is no right fucking time. You might get hit by a bus tomorrow. You might get a cancer diagnosis tomorrow. And then you've got six months to live. And you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. Why did I wait years to sign up for coaching? Or to use different examples. Why did I wait years to go and talk to the cute girls outside that I've always wanted to talk to? Why did I wait years to quit my job and actually build my passion and my hobby and live the life that is true to myself? Why did I wait years before I decided to be vulnerable with my partner? Why did I wait years before I decided to lose this weight? Now I'm going to die and now I've lost the opportunity. What the fuck? There's a really good book called The Top Regrets of or Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And it was written by this nurse who's a palliative care nurse, as in the nurses that look after people when people are literally dying. And this book is a summary of people's biggest regrets, like people who are dying, they're at the end of their life, it's over for them, they're guaranteed to die. What do they regret? They regret so many things, but it all it's all sort of summarized in five different categories. And probably the biggest one is, I regret that I didn't live a life that was true to myself. And how many of you are holding back from your hopes and dreams and your goals because you have these fears or this procrastination, which is like, now's not the right time. I'll do it later. It's like one day you'll be on your fucking deathbed, or maybe you just get hit and you're bam, you're out of it. You're gone. You get hit by a car and you just fucking wiped off the face of existence. Are you really going to be fucking happy in that little moment of clarity, in that little fucking hallucination that you have right before you die your life flashes before your eyes and your brain makes a bunch of dmt and you you basically trip balls remembering everything you did in your life as the adrenaline pumps through your fucking body are you gonna be like golly gee i'm glad i waited until things were the perfect time or golly gee i'm glad i saved a little bit of money and didn't sign up for coaching or golly gee i'm you know i'm glad i saved myself getting rejected talking to those women it would have been really painful if i got rejected i'm glad i didn't do that or you know what? I'm really glad I didn't decide to lose weight. It's it's. I'm so glad I ate all that fucking cake and just stuffed my face and hurt myself. I'm glad I drank so much. I'm so glad I did that. Fuck no. In that moment, you're going to say, God damn it. I wish I had been more authentic. I wish I had lived a life that was true to myself. I wish I had had the integrity to say what I want and then go for that. I wish I'd just been honest with myself because yes, At some point, you are going to die. AI is triggering that response in a lot of us. It is making us embrace the fact or making us look at the fact that we're going to die one day and triggering it. And that can be a beautiful thing. You know, you may need to come to peace with the end of human civilization, the end of yourself. You know, I, I watched this video by a guy called Robert Miles on YouTube. Highly recommend him. He has a lot of AI videos. I've been following him for years. And he's an AI safety researcher. And he has a recent video called, There's No Rule That Says We Will Make It. 
and what he talked about is a lot of people don't embrace their fear of death because they sort of think that, th- that we humans are invincible. It's kind of a fallacy that goes on in our head, a cognitive bias that just assumes like because we've made it till this point and we've gone through so much crazy shit like cold wars and worldwide wars and all sorts of shit and we haven't been hit by a fucking asteroid, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Maybe we'll just make it forever. It's like we're on a winning streak. It's like the gambler's fallacy. I'm on a good run, so it will continue forever. And as he said in this video, no, there's no fucking guarantees. The universe doesn't owe you existence. It doesn't owe you survival. We're not owed that. You know, Neanderthals didn't survive. If you don't know the full human history, Neanderthals got taken over by us, Homo sapiens. Neanderthals didn't make it. Like, imagine you're a Neanderthal and it's like, bad luck. I'm just going to get outbred, outclassed, outfought, outsurvived, and I just won't make it. There's nothing that says that we will make it. There's nothing that says that you will make it. There's definitely not something that says you will live forever and be remembered forever. You won't. You won't. Maybe one day someone cracks that code, but we're not at that point yet. We're not able to preserve people forever for eternity. At some point, everything will be forgotten. And so embrace that. Stop thinking long-term, especially stop thinking long-term in terms of the entire human species. That's too much for you to think about. Think about like death and destruction. We're all going to wipe ourselves out. It's going to be an apocalypse. AI is going to kill us all. It's like, that's you worrying about like 8 billion problems, 8 billion people. You're worrying about the death of 8 billion people. That is way too much. Bring it down. You know, I'm a big proponent of like, if you have a big goal or something that's overwhelming you, break it down into smaller components so you can actually handle it. You know what I mean? If you want to go outside, let's say you want to build an elite sex and dating life. It might intimidate you to think, man, I'm going to have to talk to thousands and tens of thousands of women. Like that's, that's too much. So break it down. I'm going to go outside and just say hello to one woman and just say, hi, how's your day going? I'm just going to start there. You break it down and it's more manageable. So the same thing with having this fear of the entire fucking human species being wiped out. That's intimidating. That's overwhelming. Just think about this. What can I do? Like, what can I do? What can I do to make myself better? What can I do right now? What actionable steps can I take? You guys know, and I said that at the start of this podcast, I am a big proponent on giving you actionable advice that you can actually implement. Not just sitting there talking about big, like, you know, circle jerking theories and stuff like that. But what can you actually do? In other words, taking the power and giving you the power, I guess, putting it in your fucking hands so you can grab it and say, okay, I can actually have an impact on my own reality. I can have an impact on myself and therefore the rest of my entire universe and the rest of my existence. You have to empower yourself. Don't sit there hoping and praying that like, maybe humans will get AI safety correct. Maybe we won't wipe ourselves out. Maybe chat GPT won't fucking hack all our bank accounts. Maybe, maybe they'll figure out how to teach it love and empathy and emotions and punishment and, you know, fear of making mistakes and fear of hurting other people. Maybe we can train it. Maybe it's a beautiful, innocent little child and we can train it like we train our children because lots of our children start out without morals. They're very innocent and naive and almost psychopathic. We teach them empathy, compassion, love, you know, how to live in a society. Maybe we can do the same with AI. Sure, sure, maybe, but you're probably not going to have an impact on that. Now, if you're someone who's working in AI safety, and I have a couple of clients who are not quite in AI safety, but they're getting into AI or they're already in AI. If you're one of those people, then sure, do everything you can to have an impact on that field. Do everything you personally can to try and teach 
AI agents love and compassion and, you know, al- that, that, by the way, that topic, that field is called alignment, as in trying to align AI values with our own values, but separate topic. If you're in that field, do everything you possibly can. Beautiful. Wonderful. Most of you listening are not. You're not. You're not going to have any fucking impact on AI. You're just not. You're not going to halt it. You're not going to push safety. You're not going to do anything. Your little voice is a drop in the ocean. It really is. What you can have an impact on is you. You can focus on your own life. You can focus on your own power. You can focus on building stoicism and resilience and your ability to roll with the punches. You know, society is going to change. Of that, I am very fucking certain. I obviously can't predict the future, but Jesus fucking Christ, I think society one year from now is going to be radically different. All of the tools and things that we use already are. If you haven't been researching, just go research Microsoft Copilot. So Copilot, research that. If you don't know anything about ChatGPT, Jesus Christ, you have been missing out. Go and research that. If you don't know anything about Midjourney, which is like an AI generation, like image generation or DALI or any of those, if you don't know anything about those, just go watch a YouTube video about any of that those concepts. You'll see that we're already doing crazy shit with AI. Like we're already doing insane fucking shit. Just download Face app from the, the Google Play Store and you'll see what I mean. AI is already fucking changing the world. Like it already has. We're already at the point. Over the next year, and definitely over the next five or ten years, the whole of society is going to change. Everything is going to fucking change. And so your ability to roll with the punches, your ability to adapt, is going to be crucial in this day and age. It's why I focus so much on mindset, getting your fucking head right, building up that stoicism, increasing your ability to, like I said, roll with the punches and be okay with change. That's what is going to happen. And if you're not working on yourself... If you're not working on your mindset, and by the way, on that note, I'm basically rebranding myself as a mindset coach. Like I'm just going all in with mindset. It's what I've been working on with most of my coaching clients for the last like two years anyway. It's the majority of my testimonials. You'll see how much we talk about mindset. Mindset is just going to become more and more critical. It absolutely is. Your ability to roll with the punches, to reframe things, to focus on the positive, to, you know, do the stuff that like Byron Katie and David Hawkins and all those authors that I talk about all the time, your ability to focus on the positive and to to be an optimist and to focus on solutions, not problems, and to have a winner's mindset, you know, don't play not to lose, play to win. Like all of that shit that I talk about, giving yourself permission to suck, just taking baby steps and improving, not quitting, all of that stuff is going to become more and more important the more society changes. If you we're alive in the day of the agricultural revolution where we had like farming tools and we started making big farms and stuff. If you refused to adapt in that point, my God, you just got left behind. If you refused to adapt during the industrial revolution, you got left behind. Imagine you're someone and maybe you know some of these people. I definitely do. I had a few grandparents who didn't adapt to the internet revolution, like the dot-com era and all of that and, and everything since. Like, My grandfather didn't have a smartphone. He never used the internet. And it's not like you die or something, but just you're so much left behind because the rest of society is doing something that makes them 10 times more productive, more than that, like a thousand times more productive. And AI is going to have that or a higher leap in terms of productivity. It already is. 
if you are not on board with that stuff and if you don't at least use the tools, you don't have to like do a shitload of research. I've just done a metric fuck ton of research over the last like, I've been thinking about this shit since high school. I've just been thinking about like dystopian, you know, sci-fi universes and what it would be like having AI controlling us and cyborgs. And I've read every fucking book on the topic. I have read Isaac Asimov to death. I've read everything on AI research. Like I'm, I'm nerdy on this shit. I've been nerdy on this shit for the last like 15 or 20 years. Like I've known this shit was coming. It came quicker than I thought it would. I didn't think it would happen until I was like 60 or 70 or so, but it's fucking here. But you don't have to do that level of research. Like, I can do more videos on this if you guys are interested. If you guys want me to do an in-depth video on, like, what is actually ChatGPT? How do I use it? I'm probably going to do a video on how to use ChatGPT. I might just fucking record it today, actually, because I've been using it like fucking crazy to do my podcasts and shit like that. It's an unbelievable productivity tool. I have friends who use it for coding. It literally does their fucking coding. I've seen what it can do in Microsoft Office. It's called Copilot over there. They have their own AI in there. That's insane. Like the amount of stuff it can do. It, I use it to generate my YouTube thumbnails and shit now. Like my thumbnails are 10 times better. I use it to come up with like more click worthy, more engaging titles for my videos. I get it to come up with summaries for podcasts. It can just write a transcript of a fucking video that I do. I can just feed it a, a script from a video. Like, like the audio transcription, which is perfect now, by the way, it seems to be absolutely perfect at listening to my voice and then turning that into words. It's fucking just so close to perfect. I can give it that and then say, write me a summary of this so I can send that to my email list. Or can you please turn this podcast into an article for me? And it does like so close. I need to edit it, but it's so close to perfect. And it saves me so much time. I can also say, here is a list of topics I'm going to cover in this podcast. Can you please give me more talking points? I've been using it for the interviews that I've done with my clients, you know, where I do the client testimonials. I've basically been saying, hey, here's a list of accomplishments that my client achieved. Can you please give me a list of dot points that of questions that I can ask them that will give value to the audience so the audience can learn and I can be giving value to them. And it will go, here you go. Here's 15 fucking questions. Ask your guy these questions. And they're brilliant questions. I've used them in some of the interviews that I've done. And so if you're not using these tools, you're being left behind. If you guys want me to do videos on how I'm using ChatGPT and how you guys can use it too, and I'm also using the image generation and shit like that as well, um, just let me know. Just let me know. I'm probably going to start doing it. Another thing I'm probably going to start doing is taking a transcript from every video I do. Maybe I'll do it on this video so you guys can get an example. I'll feed it the transcript from this video, and then I'll say, just write me a list of like five key takeaways. And then I'll just put that in the YouTube description or a pinned comment. So I'll be like, here you go. Like, here's roughly what the video is about. Like, if you don't have time to watch the whole video, I know some of you time is very important. It is for me too. Here's the fucking topics I covered. Here's the takeaways. If you'd watched the whole video, here's what you would have learned. And it does a brilliant job of that shit. You could, any of you listening right now could, you know, if you take some of my articles, which are really long, like my Tinder guide, which is like massive, you could just copy the Tinder guide, shove it in there and say, just summarize this for me. Now, I have a condensed version of the Tinder guide, so you don't really need to do that, but you get the point. So I'll happily do a video on how to use ChatGPT if you guys are interested. But to bring it all the way back, if you're not embracing these AI tools, you are going to miss out. 
And now I'm not saying your life will go to shit. I'm not saying you will die. I'm not saying any of that shit, but I'm just saying you'll be leaving something on the table. You will be making a sacrifice and that's your sacrifice to make. You know, in the same way that I'm not going to say to my grandfather, you're an idiot for not using the internet or a phone. It's like, no, that's his choice. You do whatever you want. You know, if you're in the industrial revolution or the agricultural revolution, if you don't get on board with the tools and the new ways of doing things like, yeah, you're just going to be slower. Again, that doesn't mean you'll die. It doesn't mean you won't get a job. It doesn't mean you won't do any of that stuff, but you will be leaving some potential on the table. So just kind of keep that in mind. But other things that I will, I would encourage you to do to focus on yourself and your own power is build your body. You know, the way you feel like feeling healthy, having muscle, being fit, being flexible, having good sleep, all of that kind of shit is going to be something that can stay with you even when the outside world is changing at a rapid pace. Like, that's why I say focus on yourself. This can be like a stoic rock. You yourself can be like unwavering, unchanging. Obviously, you're changing because you're improving, but like, you get what I mean. It's like, it's like you're not just constantly being pulled in different directions. That's what we call stoicism. Like, like being able to just sit there and the whole outside world is trying to pull you in different directions and people are trying to piss you off and get your attention and sell to you and do this and make you scared and all of that. Stoicism is the ability to sit there and, and just be centered like a Buddhist monk, like Marcus fucking Aurelius, like Byron Katie, all those kind of people just sit there and go, I'm okay. Even if an asteroid is coming into earth and it's going to hit me in the fucking face and we're all going to die. Yeah. It is what it is. I had a good run. I had a good life. Like that's stoicism. So building up your body definitely helps with that. And when I say body, I mean like health, you know, sleep, eating right, all of that kind of stuff. If you need any help with that, you know, you can hit me up for coaching. You could hit my coach up for coaching. If, if you want me to just leave a comment and I can like refer you to my coach, my bodybuilding and fitness and nutrition and mindset coach. But focusing on that side of things because that's what will stay with you forever that's any investment you make in yourself which is why i push the coaching so fucking much because you're making an investment in yourself any investment you make in yourself whether that's learning building your body any of that no one can take that away from you but someone could take your job away like ai could replace your job ai could replace so many fucking things but if you've worked on yourself if you've learned skills in the job, if you've shown initiative and tried to grow and tried to get promotions and pushed yourself, and if you've worked on your own body and your own mindset and stoicism and love and peace and all of that stuff and giving value to others, if you built a network of other human beings that you trust, all of that, that can't be taken away from you. That's yours. That's, that's fucking precious to you. That's again why I push the coaching so much because it's like I get to fucking build me, the product. It's why we focus on self-improvement so much, especially when it comes to like dating and money and all of that. It's like, if you improve yourself, the product, other people just want to be around you. It's easy to make friends. It's easy to have sex. It's easy to get into relationships. It's easy to find wonderful people that will support you and uplift you and, and help you build this beautiful fucking life that I know all of you want. Self-improvement is key. You are the product and the best you can make yourself. So the best investment you can make is in yourself, improving the product. So worry less about what the outside world is going to do because you can't change that. Worry about what you're going to do because you can change that. One of my favorite quotes is from the Bible and it goes, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And the start of that is really, really, really fucking important. The serenity to accept the things I cannot change. 
There are certain things that you as a little, cute, adorable human being, one little tiny man or woman, are probably not going to be able to change. Like you're probably just not. Or how you would change it would require such a time or money or effort investment that you don't want to make it. And so you choose, you know, I'm not going to go and change the world politics. I'm not going to go and make Israel and Palestine be best friends. Like, I'm, I'm just not going to do that shit because it would take my whole fucking life maybe to do that shit. And fair enough. That's a choice we all make constantly. We don't do a lot of things because we don't want to to take a lot of effort. Good. For, like, accept that. AI is probably, for most of you, one of those things. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm going to have an effect on AI. I'm probably not. It's people are just going to do whatever the fuck they want to do with AI. All I can control is my response to it. Again, this is stoicism. Rather than reacting to external events, you get to choose how you react. You get to choose. You have the power to choose what action you will take. If you sit there and get scared, you're choosing to do that. If you sit there and say, you know what? Even if we all fucking die, man, humanity did some beautiful things. We had a good run. Man, what a beautiful fucking existence we had. There's power in that. Because now you're free to go outside and live your best life rather than cowering in fear. We saw that so much in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 with lockdowns and fear and pandemic and all that bullshit, right? People just being afraid to fucking live. They were like, let me lock myself. Please, daddy government, please lock me in my house and don't let me live because at least I'll be safe. It's like, that's not safe. That's not living. Embrace the fact that, yeah, you might die. Obviously, make your own choices. And if you want to go outside, go outside. But so many people were just told you shouldn't go outside. It's bad to go outside. Don't be around other people. Don't live, essentially, because you might die. It's like, that's existence. Yes, I might die if I go outside. Yes, I could get hit by a bus. The answer isn't staying inside. The answer is gratitude. It's why I push gratitude with you guys and girls so much. It's why I say every fucking day... Think of at least five or 10 reasons why you're grateful. Text all your friends why you're grateful every single day, every single week. I do this every day. I've done this religiously for like the last five or 10 years, probably longer than that. Gratitude is such a cheat code. Being present, being aware of this current moment, being the only tangible moment that we have, right? The past is already gone. You only have some vague memory of it. The future isn't here yet and you can't fucking predict it. This is all we fucking have. Be grateful for this. And then you're not so worried about what if I die? It's like, yeah, what if I fucking die? At least I know I'm living right now. Don't be so afraid of death that you are afraid. Don't be so afraid of death that you don't begin to live. You know, it's like that saying, I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees. And for the last three years, again, with lockdowns and, and pandemic and bullshit like that, so many people, the majority of the population, we're afraid to fucking live. And so they just sank to their knees and they were like, I'd rather live on my knees. Like, I just want to, I just want to fucking, I don't want to be here. It's like, no, fuck that. So I know I butchered the quote before. It's, I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Like, that's the quote. But yeah, focus on yourself. Other things you can focus on, you know, focus on making money, obviously. Money is like a safety net. It's a security. It's not even that you have money. It's that you prove to yourself that you can make money. It's getting an abundance mentality with money. It's not about having money because that can just be taken away from you at any point. It's the knowledge that you could make money. It's the knowledge that you could hustle and get money if you really were starving. It's the knowledge that if the world went to shit, you'd be able to get bread to feed yourself and your family. How do you build that? 
you can chase your dreams, you can build a business, you can make a lot of money, you can do that. You could sign up for my coaching and I'll happily push you. But more than that, for any of you listening, maybe you're not going to do those things. What you can do is just run a little experiment. Go outside, and I've said this on so many podcasts, go outside and just ask 50 strangers, can I please have one dollar? You're basically getting over your approach anxiety when it comes to asking for money. Can I have one dollar? And you'll have a bunch of people give you money. I've done this before. I've done this a lot. And you'll get a lot of people that give you a dollar. Some people will give you five fucking dollars because they're really nice. They'll just go, fuck it. I only have five dollars. Take it. And you're like, holy shit, dude. I've been given fifty dollars before because someone's just like, fuck it, man. Like, just take fifty. People will give you money. And then something beautiful happens. You you get you step into that abundance mentality and you realize, holy shit, if I ever needed to, I could get money. Like it's a lie to say I can't pay the bills. That will always be a lie. I can always just get money. Therefore, I can always get food. I can always survive. Holy fuck. I just have to ask for it. You just have to go hunting or gathering outside and ask a bunch of people. You're building up that abundance mentality. I think stuff like that is gonna sorry guys, I'm I'm super fucking distracted. There are like five birds outside my balcony. <laughs> Building up that abundance mentality, showing yourself that you will be able to survive if it ever came to it, if you ever needed to. You build up the same abundance mentality with your body. You make sure you're beautiful and healthy and you're eating right and you're fit and, and you sleep well. Don't have too much caffeine. Don't drink. All of that kind of shit. Get to bed at a reasonable time. You know, all of the stuff that I've talked about a billion times over, and I have guides on this on my website and YouTube videos covering all of these topics. So just search my channel or search on Spotify or search on my website. I have covered it somewhere. If you can't find something that you're looking for, just send me a comment like, hey, when have you covered how to sleep better? And I'll, I'll send you the article. I've covered all these topics in depth because in depth, sorry, because they're so fucking important. They're so fucking crucial to you being the strongest, most empowered, most resilient, which is going to be really important, resilient version of yourself. So build up your money, your body, your abundance mentality, build up a network of people that you trust to have your back, build up stoicism. So you can read meditations by Marcus Aurelius. You can read the book of Epictetus. Just search for stoic books. You can read Loving What Is by Byron Katie. That's a book on stoicism. You could read I Need Your Love by Byron Katie. Like I Need Your Love, Is That True? by Byron Katie. Read Letting Go by David Hawkins. Read Love Is Letting Go of Fear. Especially read this next one. You Can't Afford the Luxury of a Negative Thought. How fucking pertinent is that title at this point in our, in our evolution in terms of human history? So- Read these books and build that stoicism and that peace and that happiness. You're basically showing yourself that no matter what crazy shit happens in the external world, I am centered. I am okay. I'm a little Buddhist monk. I'm a little, you know, namaste motherfuckers. I'm a little peaceful hippie. I will be okay. And that doesn't mean you don't have fears. I definitely do. I have fears about AI. I'll be, I'll be honest about this. I've just been thinking about it for like the last... 25 fucking years. This is something I have thought about for so long, like 20 years. Like I've thought about this for so long. So I've embraced the fact that, yeah, AI, like I've literally, as a kid, I was like, AI is probably just going to wipe us all out. Yeah, it's fine. Like I, I, I have done so much research into things like the Fermi paradox, which is if there are so many hundreds of billions of galaxies, sorry, there are hundreds of billions of stars and planets in our galaxy. And then there are fucking hundreds and billions of galaxies in our supercluster. And then there are fucking hundreds of billions of those in the observable universe. And then there might be shit outside of that as well. Jesus fucking Christ. Like if there is 
such an overwhelming number of planets that could host life, why have we not seen any aliens? Like, why have we not seen signals of aliens? Why have we not seen them? And there's all sorts of answers to that paradox, to that question, like theories to that question. One of them is something called the Great Filter, which is maybe every civilization gets to a certain point in its development where it accidentally wipes itself out, right? Like maybe every civilization, if it gets intelligent enough, will make artificial intelligence, and then that will just wipe out all of the intelligence. Like it'll kill everything. It'll just blow up. Like that might be an answer. And so I've been embracing that idea and thinking about that idea for the last like 15 fucking years, that idea and many others. But this is the point that I'm getting to is this is something that I've done a lot of thinking on for the last like 15 years. And so, yes, it's easy for me to sit here and say, just find peace with it. I've had 15 years to find peace with it. Some of you might take a little bit longer and that's okay. That's perfectly okay. But embrace the fact that we're probably, okay, embrace the fact that we are all going to die one day. I don't know if AI will be it, but you're going to die one day. Cancer, getting hit by a bus, blah, blah, blah. You're going to be, you're going to die. And you're going to be forgotten some point after that. You're going to die. Embrace that. Be okay with that. Make peace with that. And that can be a process. Something else that can help find peace with that, that fear of death, is living the best life that you possibly can. Again, go and read the book, Top 5 Regrets of the Dying, so you can see what people regret. And so then you can just do the opposite of that. Another one that people regret is, I regret working too hard. I regret not living a life that was true to myself. I said that one before. I regret not focusing on my friends. I regret, I think one of them is like, I regret keeping people around that were like a bad influence on me, like not cutting them off, something like that. Basically, they all just come down to, I had an idea or a vision of my life or I had things that I wanted and I didn't do them. You know, I use bullshit excuses like, now's not the right time. I swear to God, if one more of you say to me, now's not the right time, I'm not going to do anything, let's be honest, but like, by God, like, so empty threat that I'm not going to do anything, but I'm, I'm going to just tisk. I'm going to go like tisk, tisk. I'm, I'm going to shake my head at you and be like, no, naughty boy. No, don't, don't say now's not the right time. When is the right time, motherfucker? There's that beautiful Chinese proverb. The perfect time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. I fucking love that quote. So really embracing the fact that you're going to die one day and making peace with that. And the best way to do that, like I said, sorry to get back on point, is embracing self-improvement, living a life that's true to yourself, doing everything you possibly can to make you know, the best of this moment right now. I was having a big conversation with my girlfriend Imogen this morning. And one thing I said is, you know, even if I die tomorrow, if I get cancer or AI wipes us out, or I get hit by a bus or a meteorite crashes into the planet, my life was a success. You know, I did a lot of things that I thought were impossible. I wasn't supposed to get over my depression. I I, I was convinced that I was, go- I'd promised myself that I was going to kill myself before my 30th birthday. Like I was just so unbelievably suicidal for like eight years. I was in relationships that were just so unbelievably unhappy. I was unhappy. I wasn't good to them and they weren't good to me. I got obese. I just was a loser. I went to prison. I've talked about this before. I just really wasn't supposed to be a happy boy. And yet somehow through fucking divine grace or just random luck or, you know, people around me helping me, 
I was able to push through all of that and become an optimist and become a lover of life and at just at heart a big hippie who's just happy all the f- okay not all the time but like 99% of the time I was able to you know lose weight and transform myself and go on to have an amazing sex life and have women like me and change their lives and improve their lives and focus on you know mentoring and coaching them and then doing the same with all of my clients and building this audience and building this community and having a bunch of people around me that love me as much as I love them. I love you guys. And you guys constantly fucking tell me you love me. Like how beautiful is that? I wasn't supposed to do any of that. I can talk about my girlfriend as well. I wasn't supposed to have a happy, loving relationship with my girlfriend, like with anyone. I wasn't supposed to. In my brain, I was always going to be in, you know, violent relationships and unhappy relationships and just, you know, I was never supposed to find someone who would care about me and just be fucking good to me. Like that wasn't supposed to happen. And yet it did. And so all of these things that have happened, all these crazy things, you know, all the crazy sex, the money, just like the love, the friends. God, I could talk about friends. I didn't have any fucking friends like for so many years. And at this point, I have so many friends that would take a bullet for me and I would take a bullet for them. And we've had that conversation. And I've literally said to them so many times, like, bro, I fucking love you, man. I'm just so glad that I met you. Like, like I feel like I have someone who's just going through life with me and we're just like brothers in arms, bro. Like, I'm fucking glad we met, dude. Like, thank you. And they say it right back. They're like, yeah, I feel the same, dude. You know, I shout out one of them right now, Cam. I definitely feel that about Cam. So I'm just in such a beautiful position where so many things that were I once thought were impossible have happened that if I was to get wiped out tomorrow, I'd be like, yeah, what a beautiful life. I, 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 I did it. I did the stuff I wanted. Like I could have done more, sure, but fuck, man, I gave it a pretty good go. I gave myself permission to suck. I wasn't perfect. I just did a little bit every day and I just didn't quit. And over a long enough period of time, you know, I've been working on like my mental health, for instance, I was very unhappy and I started working on that when I was like 22, 23. I'm 30, almost 36 now. So that's been a long time. I've been working on dating and women and relationships and love and all of that for God, like what, like seven years at this point, eight years, seven, yeah, seven years, six and a half years. I've been working on my relationship with Imogen for five years. Every single day we work, it's not work, but like we, we nurture our relationship. We build our relationship. We improve our relationship. And so I've had this beautiful opportunity. I'm in this beautiful place where I'm okay if we all get wiped out. And I would like all of you to have that. I really would. You know, I'd like you to be okay with things changing and an asteroid hitting the fucking planet or AI wiping us all out and us all fucking going out of existence and just being like, peace, bitches. Like, I did a decent job. All of you are capable of that. What is my motto of my website? If I can do it, you sure as hell can too. You know, I wasn't special. I really wasn't. I was suicidal. I was depressed. I was unhappy. I was miserable. I really wasn't a happy chappy. I just, I wasn't. And yet I was able to achieve all of that stuff by just doing a tiny bit every day and just not quitting. It's, it's really that last thing. It's like, just don't quit. Just improve yourself. And over enough years, you will make it. And at that point, you're sitting there in this beautiful position saying, I did it. It's okay if I die. It's okay if everything's impermanent. You know, like the Buddhism philosophy, everything is impermanent, like nothing lasts forever. That's okay. That's, that's, that's fucking beautiful. I did a decent job. I reached my max potential. 
You know what I mean? And it's also worth saying, focus on some potential positives. You know what I mean? Like with all the doom and gloom going around, which is natural, you know, people are resistant to change and scared of change, but you can sit there and write a list of like 50 things that might happen, 50 positive things that might happen. You know, how AI could positively change the world, how we could go into a new era of like human beauty and everything's fucking wonderful. Like focus on some of the positives as well. I have a, a saying that I say to most of my clients when they're sitting there focusing on the negatives, I will say, okay, you've just said like 10 negatives and the very strong emotional negatives. Now you need to say 10 positives to balance it out. Otherwise, you're not being intellectually honest. You're being biased. So like, let's try and balance out the scales a little bit. So if you are someone that's a little bit scared or uncertain of the future, write down 10 reasons why it could be the sickest thing ever. It'd just be sick as fuck. It'd be amazing. I, I've done this. I can fucking list some of the ones that I've mentioned. Like, you know, we, okay. So we have very strong compassion and love as society. We do. Humans do. We very much look after the downtrodden. We give money to homeless people. We're not perfect. And some people aren't compassionate to those who are downtrodden. But generally speaking, human beings as a species are. Like we care about things. We care about global warming. We care about the environment. We care about animals. We look after animals as best we can. We care about love. We care about each other. We do. We're not perfect and not everyone cares. But as a whole, we do care. There's a very good chance we could just teach the AI to have that same compassion and love. That could fucking exist. There's a good movie on this called Her with Joaquin, Joaquin, Joaquin fucking Phoenix. I can never say his goddamn name. Just get a different name, bro. Just be like Joe Phoenix. Come on, man. Get your shit together. Anyway, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, a movie called Her, which is similar to that. It's an AI that's pretty benevolent. It's pretty nice and it's pretty compassionate. And it grows and eventually outgrows human society and kind of leaves, but it loves us. It's very clear in that movie that it loves us or it has some level of understanding of like, yeah, you're like the little guy. Humans are the little guy. I'm going to look after you and I'm going to love you. You know what I mean? Like that's one little thing, but sit there and come up with 10 ways that AI could change the world in a positive way and it'd be beautiful and we're all holding hands and loving each other and ushers in a new era of human development and everyone's happy then at least you're being intellectually honest. And I've done this myself. Like I said, I've sat there and thought, what are the positives? If I'm scared of the negatives, what are the positives? And again, I'm scared too a little bit, but I have a lot more peace because I've lived a life that's true to myself. And if I get wiped out tomorrow, so be it. At least I did my best. I know that I did my best. A lot of you listening right now are going to feel like you're not doing your best or you haven't done your best or you've left something on the table. And so I would sit there and ask yourself, have you achieved the things that you want to achieve? Have you acted like the person that you want to be? Have you been kind to others? Have you been kind to yourself? How many of you listening haven't been kind to yourself? You beat yourself up. You're harsh. I just had a guy that signed up for the coaching program. I can say his name, Keaton from Intellectual Muscle. He's got a big YouTube channel. Quite a few guys, you will know him. He signed up for my coaching. He's part of the coaching program now. And one thing that I'm going to work on with him is him being kinder to himself. He literally came to me and said like, bro, I think I just want to be more positive and nice to myself. So how many of you are not kind to yourself? Work on that. You know, have you achieved big goals? If not, get started now. You know, again, don't say now's not the right time. It's like, when is the right time, motherfucker? When you're in your deathbed? 
And don't be so arrogant as to say like, no, I got time. Like you don't fucking know that. Do you know how many people are in their deathbed? And that's why I recommend reading this book. Again, top five regrets of the dying. Do you know how many people in their deathbed are like, I don't know, I just kind of life went past and I just kept making excuses and saying, now's not the right time. Like, I'll do it later. I'll, I'll put it off and I'll do it later. I'll, I'll do a New Year's, re- I'll wait till New Year's and then I'll do my New Year's resolution. I'll get started next week. Diet starts tomorrow. Like all of that kind of shit is you just putting it off and you'll do that forever. Every time you put it off, every time you say now's not the right time, you are training yourself to procrastinate. You are building the habit of procrastination. You are making it easier to procrastinate next time. You are literally facilitating your own laziness and ensuring that future you has an even harder time of doing the things you want to do and actually being motivated and disciplined. You are building anti-discipline. Every time you say now's not the right time, you're building anti-discipline. You're giving a giant shit sandwich to your future self and saying, hey, fucker, good luck making decisions in the future. Good luck being motivated in the future because I'm going to train myself and I'm going to train future me to be a lazy motherfucker. Every time you say now is not the right time, that's what you're doing. Also, if now is not the right time, that is the perfect time to get help. That is the perfect fucking time when now isn't the right time. When circumstances aren't perfect or you don't have your affairs in order or you don't have all the money and you need a payment plan or you're not in a city where there's women or there's opportunities or whatever, that is the perfect fucking time to have a bunch of people who will care about you and push you and solve the problems that you have. Or are you going to sit there by yourself and go, I will solve my lack of money by myself. That'll take you two fucking years. You could just grab a payment plan, be in the coaching program right now and be like, hey guys, can you please help me make money? which is a lot of what we help people with. And everyone will jump around and be like, hey, try this, try this, do this. What about this? Hey, try this. And then fucking three weeks later, you're like, holy shit, I'm making money. What the fuck? Like, holy crap. Thanks, guys. You saved me two fucking years. So it's such a self-defeating statement to say now's not the right time. It really fucking is. So ask yourself, have I actually been living the life that I want? Have I been pushing myself? Have I been doing the things that I want to do? Or have I just been making excuses and putting it off and telling myself, I'll get to my diet tomorrow. I'll talk to those cute girls next week. Yeah, I'm just going through university right now. Once I've finished that, then I'll get serious about my next goal. Are you doing that? Have you fought against complacency or have you given into it? Have you done your best? Ask yourself, look in the mirror. And I recommend asking all of these questions to yourself in the mirror because you'll get very honest answers. Look into your own eyes and say, have I done my best? And just stare into your own eyes. See what comes up. Another thing you can do is look into your own eyes and say, I love you. I do this every single night in the mirror. I've done this for the last like year and a half, maybe two years, year and a half. Every single night, religiously, I never break that habit. My girlfriend Imogen does the same thing. I get some of my friends to do it. I get most of my coaching clients to do it. I've talked about it in podcasts and videos. Say, I love you to yourself in the mirror. Look into your own eyes and see what comes up. A lot of the time, it's very confronting. You say, I love you. Or sometimes you might even struggle to say it. But you you do this process and thoughts will come up. You'll be like, if I love myself, why, why haven't I started my diet then? Or if I really love myself, why am I sitting there drinking whiskey every single day and being drunk all the time? If I really love myself, why am I not out there talking to women? If I really love myself, why am I saying now's not the right time? 
Like, when is the right fucking time? If I loved, is that something that someone who loves themselves would say? No, they'd be like, right fucking now. You know, there's that really great quote by, uh, is it Henry David Thoreau, I believe, who said, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. I fucking love that quote. How many of you, you listening right now, are sitting there not living the life that you want to live? You're just quietly desperate for your goals, but you're not actually desperate enough to do anything about them. You're just kind of telling yourself, I'll do it later. I'll get to that one day. Yeah, I'll sort my finances out first. Andy sits there and tells me he has payment plans and he will work with me and do whatever it takes to get me in the program. But I just, mm, fuck it. I'll save a couple of hundred dollars a month. Like I can't be bothered. Or I won't go outside and talk to women because it's scary getting rejected. It hurts. What's the point? I'll wait till I've lost weight. Or I'll wait till I have an elite body. Or I'll wait till I feel more confident. Or I'll wait till I finish my university studies. I'll wait until what? What? What is more important than you living the life that is true to yourself? What is more important than you having the integrity to admit to yourself that you want things and then go after them? That is integrity. That is honesty. That is appreciating the gift that is this gorgeous, amazing life experience thing that we've all been given. It's it's taking the it's making the most of that. Every time you say now's not the right time or I'm scared or I don't want to do that or it I might get rejected or what if I fail or what if I everyone laughs at me? Every time you do that, you are looking a gift horse in the mouth. Existence, the universe, life has given us this one fucking beautiful chance to make the most of ourselves, to reach our full potential, to strive for human eliteness. And you're looking that in the mouth and going, I'd rather watch Netflix. I'd rather jack my little dicky to porn. I would rather just like save a couple hundred dollars a month. Ha ha ha. No. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Take yourself seriously. Take your life seriously. We are talking about fucking existence itself. Have some appreciation for that. Understand that this is a beautiful gift that we have all been given. Understand you've been given a deck of cards in life. You've been given a certain hand. And then go out there and play that fucking hand with all that you have got. 